White Hot Magazine, one of the world's leading platforms and institutions for contemporary art. Visit us online at whitehotmagazine.com and follow us on social media. Welcome to the White Hot Magazine Art World Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Noah Becker, as you're probably aware. Um, Today I have a special guest, someone uh, who is a painter, a uh, Canadian-born painter. Um, She was born in Winnipeg, and she's based in Montreal. And she paints figures. She attended a number of schools in the past, including Yale University, and uh, she shows in Canada, um, and she shows in New York and a whole bunch of other places with her paintings. Um, it's uh, Janet Werner, and I'd like to welcome Janet Werner. How are you today? Thank you, Noah. I am doing well. I'm, I'm enjoying our conversation already. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> so I hope that information that I mentioned was correct. Yes. Accurate. Good. Um, All good. Good. And what is your current art show that you that you have up and or art shows that you have going on? Uh, I am preparing for a show, actually, which will be in New York at Arsenal Contemporary opening at the end of March. So that's the big thing I'm working on right now. And otherwise, um, I've been participating in various art fairs with uh, my Montreal gallery and LA gallery. Um, we were just in, I wasn't there, but they were just in Dallas for the mm-hmm. Dallas Art Fair, Anat Ebge gallery, and she's based in LA. And um, the Montreal gallery, they, they're opening at Papier this weekend, and then they're going directly to Miami. To and what gallery is that? That's a Bradley Artascaran. Mm-hmm. Based, based in Montreal. Formerly another Parisian laundry, and then it became Bradley or Taskrin. Exactly. And then the gallery in Los Angeles is in the Armory Show, or was in the Armory Show? They, they, they were in the Armory Show. I. Uh, They're going to be in them. what, like Art Basel proper? Oh, uh, I think it's Nada. Nada. That's I think proper. so. I think so. That's proper enough. No, wait. It could be Basel. Right. That the LA gallery that you show with is also not, it's a nice one. It is. Yes. And then you're showing at Arsenal in New York and any other shows? Um, I think that's it right now. I'm, uh, I'm, uh, yeah, no, that's, that's it. That's keeping me busy. (laughs) I will have a show in LA in not, but not till 2023. Solo show. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you know, it's very slow to make paintings, as you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's you're funny. an oil you're an oil painter, right? I am an oil painter, yes. And I do work I mean, I don't work quickly, but I what make What takes a lot of so work. long? What yeah. takes what oh. takes so long? Okay. Um <laughs> working things out, figuring out what's working and what isn't. Um, and de- building, developing and building a body of work 
I find takes, it takes me about a year actually to do. Mm -hmm. um, even though I'm, con I'm continuing with something that I have been working on for a while, it's after a show and my studio is empty, I feel like I'm mm -hmm. starting over and I have to rebuild mm -hmm. again. So, but what takes long is, uh, thinking about it, looking at it, and wondering uh, what, it, you know, what it means and, and how to push it forward. And, and I, I find it's just, it's kind of slow. Mm. Mm -hmm. And nine times out of 10, what, you know, I don't, it's not working. So I have to try to resolve it. And what, I mean, I've seen quite a bit of your work and a lot of it ha sort of features figures and female figures and different things like that. How long have you been working on that kind of thing? I started working with the idea of the portrait and the female figure. Well, the portrait in, in 1997. So mm -hmm. how many years, I don't know how many years that is, but it's, it's over 20 years. Um, and that was when I was still living in Saskatchewan. I lived in Saskatchewan for 12 years after I graduated from with my MFA. I went out to Saskatchewan to teach and I started in 97 to work on the portraits. And then when I moved to Montreal in 2000, I started using secondary sources, specifically images of models. Mm -hmm. So the photograph and the issues of working with photography started right. to become an issue. Mm -hmm. um, so it's been quite a long time that I've been wrestling with that material mm -hmm. and with the photograph and with the models and using them and trying to get rid of them and all mm -hmm. the problematics of that material. But mm -hmm. I've been really restricted in my source material. Now, you were said you were teaching recently. Yes. In Montreal. Yes, I taught for 20 years here. Where? At Concordia. Ah. Yes. Hmm. 20 years, I can't believe it. That's amazing. It is. And uh, did you find that hard to sort of be a practicing artist and a teacher? I know that's a corny question. It's not corny. Um, I had... A, it was more difficult when I lived in Saskatchewan because uh, teaching load was much heavier. Right. Are you friendly with Luann Martineau? Um, I, we were colleagues and right. uh, she's still here teaching and uh, I know her. Yes. Cause sometimes people that work at universities kind of, it's a pressurized, weird, very weird situation. Um, so that's why I said, are you friendly? But she's a very good friend of mine from years back. Yeah, I haven't seen yeah. her in a while, but she's a great artist. She um, is. I won't press you on the personal side of your relationship with her, but uh, maybe it's good. I don't know. Um, well, we, but, are friend we are friendly, but oh, it's good. Funny. we don't see each other really very often. It's funny because right. we both, we're just both workaholics. Right. Right. And we live on opposite Sh sides of the city. Right. Yeah, I understand. I have a lot of colleagues like that. Um, she is amazing. Isn't she a great artist? Um, I haven't really had her on a podcast or done much with her. Um, 
but it's nice to mention her because she's very also very smart and very funny. Actually, that's not true. I wrote about her for Canadian Art Magazine. Oh, maybe that's why they went out of business. <laughs> I don't think so. <laughs> was that? A recent I mean, because article? I wrote about it, not because it was her art. No, no, no. See, this is where this is when podcasts get interesting. <laughs> like, oh yeah, okay. And how do you paint? And what do you paint about? And then, like, okay, now we're talking about do people like each other? Um, but if anybody, I, I respect her. I think right. she's amazing. So, for the two people listening to this, check yeah. out Luann's work if you get a chance, because she's sort of a Canadian friend at Concordia. You, so tell me a little bit more about Concordia. So you were there for how many years? You just 20 years. Wow. Um, yeah. 20 years. I know. Goes by but quick. The beauty of it was that the, I only taught two courses a year and I taught mostly intermediate level painting, which is my favorite course to teach. Right. The students are still open, but they're also, they have a lot of skills already and they're they're very the students at Concordia are very uh, engaged, very and strong generally. So it was a pleasure to work with them. And uh-huh. um, but there's a lot of administrative work that goes right. with positions, and that was the th- that's always right. the thing that kills you. So you had to deal with that while trying because your painting career is not a casual career. You're, you're popping up all over the place. Yes, um, I mean the thing is that my happiness depends on having being in the studio so it was always I never lost track of that priority (laughs) um so I was it's been a very deep commitment and and Mm. I managed to balance right but I don't have children oh okay so you know I don't have children either that I know of so, um, I could not imagine having children and being an artist and teaching right. at the university. And no, I can relate my, to that. A lot of my colleagues at the university, women, did not have children. Mm-hmm. And so through Concordia, do you, was, were there a lot of colleagues of yours that were kind of also showing widely, like the way you've been showing around the world? Or were you kind of a, the only sort of international star artist? out of your group of people? Um, well, the international piece only happened relatively recently. So uh, I was had been showing in Toronto and in Montreal, but I hadn't yet had the opportunity to show internationally until... I do edit, the, I do edit these podcasts, by the way, so... Okay, awesome. I can... <laughs> Excellent. Don't worry. Okay. Good. Good to know. Uh, yeah. I mean, I yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I was, I've just been very actively showing all this time. I right. I don't know. I, my I but but like I said, the international part did not start until 2018, which right. is really recent. Well, I'm just being a little bit precocious, kind of generalizing that nobody else has anything interesting going on but you. (laughs) I mean... Which is kind of true in the world, you know. (laughs) Just kidding. You you are a very interesting artist, though. I got to hand it to you. And I have, aside from the fact that I have bumped into you in various ways, I have seen your work just kind of, you know, like 
pop up. In person or? No, just mostly online and in just different, oh. different ways that I've been looking at art online and, and looking at, and it's like suddenly your work pops up. Well, that's very cool. Yeah. <laughs> uh, thank you. That, those are very kind words. Um, I, I mean, think I, for I, painters, it's hard, right? It is. It is. Yeah. I mean, not so much anymore, though. I, and this is a funny thing, too. Like when I went to grad school, you know, there were 40 painters in that program at the same time, 20 painters in each year. At Yale. At Yale. So that fact alone made one feel that it was something that was a, something you, you could pursue and was legitimate and validated. Yeah. And when I got back to Canada and I, I felt like, you know, there weren't any painters around, that, that there, there were no training programs or, um, there just wasn't the critical mass of painters. Did you find that out of your Yale class that there was sort of a group of you that stuck together and you all kind of like kept showing in different places or did you just kind of splinter apart? Well, I splintered off cause I took a teaching job that was so remote right away, right, right out of grad school. I got, well, I mean like, for example, there's a group of painters and artists that I had done filmed and recorded and written about and interacted with, which was, they, I believe they were like Yale. It was like Richard Phillips, John Curran, Gary Simmons, Sean Landers, and I can't remember who else, but they were, they seemed like kind of a, Yale, a group of Yale people that sort of stuck together. And Lisa Yaskavich also. Oh, was she in there as well? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, she, okay. she and John were in the same year okay. and Richard Phillips, they were all three in the same okay. year. Proving I'm not, proving I'm not an art historian, but I am a um, I am a kind of like a participant in people's histories. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So Gary Simmons is interesting. You heard of him? I don't know him. No. He's cool. Um, and yeah, that was like the that was like a group of people that I had heard of from Yale. Obviously, there's was, is it Robert Storr that was at Yale? Yes, but later. Oh, so did you, was he there when you were there? Not yet, no. He, right. he came later. The most uh, renowned people who were there when I was there were John Curran and Lisa Yaskavage and Richard Phillips. Oh, they were in your class? They were the year ahead of me. Ah, okay. So right. I knew them right. for one year, and then they left, and they moved to New York. and right. And then I graduated and moved to Saskatchewan, which was not a strategic career move on my uh, part. Maybe not, but maybe a strategic life move. I did love Saskatoon. It's beautiful. Right. And I was not, my work wasn't de very developed when I wasn't. Graduated. Was that where the Emma Lake School was? Yes. Yes. Because I wrote, a, that was part of the narrative, something that I wrote about for Canadian Art Magazine. Incidentally, it was kind of shocking that Canadian Art Magazine went out of business. I know. Very See, now we're, now we're embodying that or something in the area of that where we're, but you're, you're also being kind of like, I'm talking to you also because you're also an international artist, like not just strictly a Canadian artist. Well, I'm so glad to be in conversation now with yeah. uh, with people outside of Canada because honestly, Canada 
is a small town and mm -hmm. it is not a, really a painting. I mean, there's so much painting going on, but, and there's, there's a lot been a few on. painters that I've really liked in Canada. I hear what you're saying. I know where you're coming from. Uh, like for, of the past, I've liked a lot of Canadian painters. Like I was really into the group of seven at one point. Well, that's uh, really the past. Yeah, they're really the past. <laughs> right. And I didn't hear very much about the group of seven in New York. Right, right. Going around New York at all. Although no. Lee Ronaldo, the guitar player from Sonic Youth, was really aware, or is really aware of Group 7. And so is uh, Steve Martin. That's true. And so is Peter Doig. Right. Who's a Canadian painter. Um, and actually somebody else who was on this podcast that's a really good artist um, is, uh, well, my mind's blanking now, but yeah, Kim Dorland. Yes. He was on this podcast. And yes. I don't know if he's like super, super, I mean, he was showing at the McMichael Gallery or whatever. Right. But like sort of, you don't really embody the group of seven as a contemporary artist because they're, they were kind of male kind of misog not misogynists, but I hope they weren't misogynists, but they were maybe male centric, like the abstract expressionists were kind of like right. male. I don't know if male centric is the right word. That's why I get the big bucks because my <laughs> vocabulary, it's but you know what I'm yeah, for sure. I mean, like I was looking at that picture of the abstract expressionists the other day. It was just like all men. And then there was like one woman. I know. I mean, but that was the world in general and the art world, you know, in small, same thing. Mm -hmm. Have you felt, have you been like feeling that or felt that kind of thing? Um, well, when I was hired to teach, in Saskatchewan, <laughs> um, I was the only woman in the room and there were about 10 men at the table. Right. Um, and I asked them, I said, is affirmative action something that you, you're thinking about with this hire? And they were like, oh no, no, not at all. <laughs> um, but I did get the job. Um, and um, here, Interestingly, there was not that kind of uh, split. There were, we had uh, probably, um, it was almost half and half men and women. I'm talking about at Concordia in the faculty of studio, in, in the studio arts program in the faculty mm. of fine arts. But I did notice that the people that I would end up talking to about anything in terms of like the politics were the women and that there was this gender kind of this kind of natural automatic gender divide that happened all the time whenever there was issues mm. you know we would go off in our corners and like the women would talk to the women and the men would talk to the men and then you'd come together and and sometimes there would be um you know a, quite a strong conflict over mm -hmm. usually you know hiring processes and stuff um, so there, it's definitely a thing, <laughs> you know, mm -hmm. that, um, af affects the politics, I think of any situation really. Mm -hmm. Um, so, but I know you were asking me more about the art world and that experience. Probably. I mean, I was just thinking, um, but 
because I mentioned Canadian Art Magazine, which I had written for a number of times and then just mysteriously closed. And anything of that scale closing in a country like Canada is kind of like, whoa. Mm -hmm. And and who, who would put a bunch of people together to replace something like that? It's kind of unbelievable that they mm-hmm. closed, really. Anyways, if anybody from the Canada Council is listening, you're welcome to send me a bunch of money to publish more Canadian content. I'd be happy to do it. I am actually publishing a little bit more Canadian content recently. Yeah, that's good. That's yeah. good. So um, you, but it's not a hard copy. Your, your magazine is online. Uh, we've done editions, like oh, when yeah. somebody comes along and wants to do an edition with me and... I like the aesthetic and the idea that they have. We can collaborate. Okay. Because most of that's paid for by advertising anyway. It doesn't really end up costing anything. And then uh, we've been in Art Basel proper and Art Basel Hong Kong. Oh, that's good. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Are you going to Miami? No, I'm not. I mean, I just have a couple small pieces in the fair, but I don't really enjoy the art fairs very much. I find them so weird mm. and unnerving and not a very good way to see work. Mm-hmm. Right. I find it exciting from afar, you know, but when I'm actually there, mm-hmm. yeah, it's a bit nerve-wracking because the gallerists don't really want to talk to artists well it's a different interaction it's more Mm -hmm. of a walk around I'm still trying to figure out like it's a kind of a walk around and see people you haven't seen or run into people that you've seen in magazines or whatever it is but if everybody's wearing a mask you know well yeah there's that sort of makes the social interaction of openings in art fair. Anyways, I'm going off on a tangent. I just went to an opening that was a busy opening for the first time, you know, since the pandemic recently here in Montreal. And it was really mm, unpleasant because of the masks. and Right. Well, you know, in New York, people just walk around without masks. Do they? Oh, yeah. And I've seen videos of openings. People are just packed into openings with no masks. and Just wow. like it, COVID never happened. Oh, my God. Well, yeah. I look forward to the day when, when we can return to that, if, if ever. Yeah. I mean, I was never normal to begin with. I was always, like, basically borderline agoraphobic, staying home a lot and not, you know. So like lockdown and all that was like, oh, great. Now all of this idiocy is not happening. So I have time to focus finally. Yes, exactly. But I do sort of miss the activity of going out to a lot of openings. and. Well, this is the thing that openings, um, I mean, I know what you mean. I feel the same way. That's like permission to just be alone. It's kind of mm-hmm. nice. But at the same time, the openings are are like social events that you don't have to plan. Right. And if you, if there weren't, in the absence of openings, it's gotten a little bit lonely because I don't have, I'm lazy about doing my own social planning. And so I haven't been seeing people much. Mm-hmm. Um, so you have a show, op- are, have all of your shows opened or are you working on something that's opening? 
I'm working on this show that's opening in New York in March. Mm-hmm. And at Arsenal Contemporary. At Arsenal Contemporary, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah, that's my focus right now. Mm-hmm. Trying to get some larger scale works resolved and underway. And I, I've done a lot of small works, which mm-hmm. I really enjoy doing. And I always think that I'm warming up or I'm testing things and I'm playing with things, you know, on a small scale and with the idea that, you know, then when I'm, then I'm going to do the larger things. And then that moment is usually just deferred and deferred and deferred until finally the show is coming up soon. I'm like, Oh my God, I've got to make some large paintings. Right. So I'm there now. That's where I am. Oh, that's good. That's great. Well, it's great to have a chance to talk to you about some of the things that you're doing. Um, you have these, you kind of already, so when is, to say some of the dates of these, of this show that. Well, the show is going to, the, sh- the, the opening of the show is, is, the date is moving. It's going to be either end of March or beginning of April. Mm-hmm. Um, so the date still isn't 100% confirmed. Um, so I'll have to get back to you on that. Okay. Uh, yeah. So everybody just watch the Arsenal Contemporary website for dates and times on the Janet Werner opening. And your website is janetwerner.com? It is. I finally have a website. Great. (laughs) And you're on Instagram? I'm on Instagram as well. Are you on Twitter? No. No, you're not on Twitter. Okay, so you know where to find Janet Werner. And I encourage you to go online and check out her work. Check out her painting. It used to be Antoine Artaskaran, gotcha. but okay. now it's Bradley right. Artaskaran. Bradley Artaskaran Gallery in Montreal. How do you like Montreal? Uh, I love Montreal. It's it's um, it's kind of home now. Uh, it's exciting. Uh, there's lots to look at here. At the same time, I did love living in Saskatchewan. I miss. I miss the wide open, empty spaces. Mm. And it is very dense here. Sometimes I I feel like I'm living in a parade in the summertime Mm because we live in the kind of mile end, hip section of town and Mm -hmm. young people kind of thronging along Saint Vietzar. It's it's busy. Um, And I walk that route to get to my studio. So it feels a little bit like it's, you know, a lot of young people, (laughs) very dense. Mm -hmm. But it's fun. Cool. So, well, you're one of those people I could talk to for two days without stopping. <laughs> but um, uh, it's great having you on. I'm honored to that you took the time to record something. Thanks, Noah. That's very, very yeah. sweet. And I'm I sure have... a lot of people are going to be excited to listen to it. Well, uh, it's the first time we've actually made uh, face contact. Right, not... that's true. That's no, that's not true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I okay. enjoyed watching your your conversation with Kimberly Brooks. Oh yeah, yeah. That's true too. Kimberly Brooks is great. So I got to see you, but right, you didn't. I didn't get to see you. Okay, so we'll have to do a follow up to this at some point. Yeah, sure. That would be great. Okay, well, have an excellent evening there. Thank you. Thank and, you. And uh, we'll talk to you soon. Okay, Okay, great. Take care. Bye. Bye.